0: Hey folks, Hyrulean here. Welcome back to another episode of Bonus Points. I originally intended on not recording any more podcast episodes until I was set up with my new setup. Listen to the previous Bonus Points if you want to hear about how this podcast channel is changing. But, unfortunately, Nintendo dropped an absolute bombshell on us and I've got a report on this because I have some serious thoughts. That is, I think I'll have some serious thoughts, because although the 10-minute gameplay reveal for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has already happened when this episode goes up, in my current time, 11.09 p.m. the day before, I have yet to see anything about the 10 minutes of gameplay for Tears of the Kingdom. In this bonus points, part A is going to be me predicting what kind of stuff we will see in this 10-minute gameplay reveal. And then part B will be me talking about what actually was shown off. So either way, we're gonna have a little hype cast here today, and I'm going to try and predict what they're going to show us in the gameplay reveal for Tears of the Kingdom and we'll see how much I get right. I know nobody will be able to cooperate, co- corroborate, corroborate, is that what it is? Nobody will be able to prove <laughs> that I actually recorded this prior to the event, but hopefully uh, you folks believe me in case all of these predictions are 100% accurate. Because I'm gonna throw some crazy ones out there too that are obviously probably not gonna happen. But how crazy would it be if it did happen right? Well, either way, folks, it looks like it's time for the hype train to finally leave the station for this game. I know a lot of people haven't been very excited because they just really haven't shown a lot off. So hopefully after this event, we now have some more information on the game and we can finally start to shit our pants a little bit just thinking about it. So either way, here are some of my predictions. No transition. So first off, I want to get it out of the way first. They are going to announce the OLED Tears of the Kingdom Switch. And this was leaked a while ago, and it was a very believable and promising leak. Um, So I feel like since they didn't announce it before, it's going to get announced at this 10-minute gameplay reveal. And if it doesn't, that's going to be very strange. And I think that the Switch that got leaks. probably doesn't actually exist then um, but I'm pretty certain it's going to get announced and no I probably won't be buying it I'm saving my money right now the a because I'm moving and B because the Switch's successor is probably right around the corner so I got to save my money for that uh, but either way I think they will reveal the uh, breath of or the tears of the kingdom switch OLED officially Um, what else? Alright, so first and foremost, let's get into the gameplay. The game is going to play very similarly to Breath of the Wild. The main gimmick is going to be the fact that there are basically two maps. Map A will be the Breath of the Wild map with its various changes and such based off the fact that, uh... Ganon or Demise. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Demise and not Ganon. Bomb the fuck out of the land, and there's going to be a bunch of different mixed up terrain because of the fact that Demise destroyed it. And then, map B is going to be the Sky Islands, and I want to put it out there that the Sky Islands are going to be a separate map in my head. I feel like there's going to be no transition between being on the sky islands and being on the ground but i do think the game is basically going to consider them two maps and they'll probably be two separate distinct maps uh aka map screens for the different areas and i believe that the green swirly things are where we're going to be able to transport ourselves up and down essentially uh we saw in one of the early trailers Link pop through the ground in a puddle on one of the uh, sky islands, and I think that was him taking the green spirally thing from the ground up into the sky. And likewise, I think those puddles will also be the place where you can go down by sort of sinking into them, turning into a drop of water, and then dropping to the ground, and then you'll be on the ground. Now. That being said, I think that the Sky Islands are essentially going to replace the shrines, and I think that essentially all of the dungeons are going to be on the shrines themselves, or all of the dungeons slash shrines are going to be on the Sky Islands themselves. I don't believe that you're going to be traversing between the Sky Islands right away, I think that essentially some islands will be close enough together that you can glide over to another one, but I think they're going to kind of want to lock you to having to find the spot on the ground and then launching yourself up to a cluster of the Sky Islands, and then Essentially, you won't be able to travel between them freely until you unlock the ability to build vehicles, which we'll get into. Um, but essentially, I think the, sh- the Sky Island dungeons are going to be similar in size to the shrines, maybe a little bit bigger, and if they are bigger, they'll be way less than the amount of shrines that were in Breath of the Wild. And I think they are going to be not necessarily all uniquely themed, but I think there's going to be a set of different themes uh, and instead of just having that ancient Chica technology, we're going to have multiple different themes. Likewise, I do think that there are going to be underground segments in the game, and I think the way that you're going to get into said underground segments is by finding puddles on the ground. And then you can drop through those puddles, and you'll turn into like the little drop a little water, and then you'll plop down underground, and that'll be how you'll enter underground. Maybe I'll be wrong about that, and maybe they'll have cave entrances, but I highly doubt it. I feel like it's more likely they're going to make that another sort of separate thing, another sort of separate area. Um, And also, I want to say too, at this point, I think they're going to announce, maybe not during this gameplay reveal, but probably down the line, they're just going to say that this will be the last Zelda game for the Nintendo Switch, just to reassure us that the Switch will be on its way out eventually. I think the way that they will stop us from expecting any sort of follow-up to Tears of the Kingdom anytime soon will be by announcing that is it is the last Zelda game for the Nintendo Switch that will release, so mark my words on that it might not happen but I think it's a pretty safe bet that they're going to confirm that this will be the last Zelda game for the Nintendo Switch because I think they want people to expect it to be a while away uh, when in reality I think the Switch successor will come out next year but I don't think they want us to expect them to be working on anything else for the Switch and likewise I think that there's a decent possibility that if the next Nintendo console is not backwards compatible. There will be a Tears of the Kingdom port at some point, but we'll have to see on that. You know, that's kind of a shot in the dark, honestly. It's kind of like saying, yeah, Nintendo will probably re-release every game at some point. You know, they they probably will because they like money. Uh, but either way, I digress. Let's get back to the gameplay. So, I want to talk about Link's demon arm. My personal belief based off of theories I've seen online and a little speculation on my own part is that the reason Link has the weird demon arm is because he in fact loses his arm somehow I want to say it's going to like turn to stone or something like it's not actually going to be like cut off gruesomely or anything like that but he's going to lose his arm or he's just going to lose the Triforce of Courage And essentially what will happen is Ganondorf will have to give Link his Triforce of Power in order to help Link defeat Demise. And that's why his arm is so corrupted and evil-looking. And I do think that that means that Ganondorf will be dead properly, and I do think that that means it'll be Demise. Because even Ganondorf... Presumably, might not want Demise to exist because then Ganondorf can't be the main evil guy, then it's got to be Demise. And that would also explain why Zelda says, like, please give him your strength or whatever, you know. I think it's got to be Demise. It's not going to be Ganondorf, it's going to be Demise. That's the big shock twist, whatever you want to call it. Um, either way, that would make a lot of sense. Point Crow, uh, the speedrunner and Twitch streamer and YouTuber that I watch a lot, said something that seemed pretty truthful too that made me feel like my demise theory was even more accurate. The logo to the game has an Ouroboros, which is basically a snake eating its own tail. It's also a tire, uh, but I think that the fact that it has the Ouroboros is showing that it's a cycle and it's like a, it's repeating itself. So essentially we're getting sort of a retelling of Skyward Sword with Tears of the Kingdom and therefore the timeline is starting over, which is what Point Crow said. And that would play into the fact that I believe that it's actually Demise and not Ganondorf. And also the fact that Ganondorf's arm is being given to Link, or Ganondorf's Triforce of Power is being given to Link. I think it's a dead giveaway. What I want to believe, as well, based off the fact that the first reveal trailer for Tears of the Kingdom Had Link with a flamethrower. I want to say that Link's Triforce of Power arm is going to have special abilities of some sort. And one of them's got to be like a flamethrower or something. I think this is going to be their way they kind of bring items back into the equation. Because these are going to be more tactile abilities than the runes that we got in the first game in this set, Breath of the Wild. Uh, because the runes in Breath of the Wild kind of let you, m- kind of let you interact with the wilderness. But in my theory version of Tears of the Kingdom, they're going to give us more direct control. Like, you know, Link's going to be able to just create fire. Link's going to be able to just create wind. Maybe he'll have a wind arm, and it will be like the bag of wind item, and he'll just be able to create, like, big gusts of wind. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, But either way, I do think Ganondorf's Triforce of Power arm is going to give him a bunch of different abilities. I want to say they're going to be called magic abilities or something like that, but who knows at this point. This is all just theoretical right now. So what else do I want to talk about? Let's talk about vehicle creation. I believe that it's not going to be a rune. A lot of people think that it is, in fact, going to be a rune for, like, a Sheikah Slate or for something similar to the Sheikah Slate. I don't think it's going to be a rune. Instead, I think that it's going to tie into the Ganondorf powers, Triforce of Power thing that I was talking about before. And essentially, Link is going to be able to shoot this, like, purple... Or not purple, this green goo... going to let him attach things together and maybe we can use this in more ways than just creating a vehicle. Maybe we can use this to stick enemies to the ground temporarily or set up a trap and then delete the goo and it like makes the trap initiate. You know there's lots of cool ways they could set it up and use it. I'm really excited to see the gameplay mechanics they reveal tomorrow in the gameplay video which again has already happened because they're gonna do some crazy shit and they're gonna pull shit out of left field. But I think that the goop that builds the cars is from the Ganondorf arm. Mark my words. And you already know Link's gotta be in the Shadow Wizard money gang because in the amiibo that they announced for the game, he's literally holding the arm like he's casting a spell. It looks like a DND ass, like, Eldritch Blast pose. So Magic's gotta be coming back in a major way. And I think Ganondorf and the Triforce of Power is going to be how Link obtains magic for Tears of the Kingdom, mark my words. I do think that he will somehow get spells as well that match the runes from Breath of the Wild. Like, we see at one point him using a a green magnesis-looking thing, which would imply that he still has his runes. But my theory is that he loses the Sheikah Slate. And that's why he has to get the magic from Ganondorf's Triforce of Power. And then he kind of can regain the runes as spells through Ganon's Triforce of Power. That's kind of where my mind's going with all this. Now let's talk about the vehicles for a moment. I think that it's not going to be Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts style where you're going to be just placing blocks specifically. I think essentially what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to... More or less, hold the parts where you want them and attach them like that. So, for example, if you want to attach wheels to a base, the base is going to either have to be on top of something in order for you to like place the wheels on it, or the wheels are going to be really close to the ground and the base is going to be really close to the ground if that makes any sense. So, you're not going to be able to just like edit the vehicle and go into like an edit mode. Instead, they're going to make you like prop the vehicle up and attach the wheels, or you're going to have wheels and the base, and they're going to be flush with the ground. I think that's how they're probably going to handle it. I don't really know for sure. Again, this is all speculation on my part. I bet we're going to get some sort of confirmation about the fact that there's going to be a lot of different vehicle parts as well. I think they're going to want to boast about that, so we'll have to see on that. But yeah, I think that's kind of how the vehicle mechanics are going to go. I feel like they're going to expand that in such a huge way that I can't even comprehend it right now. And you're probably going to be able to do some really crazy shit, like make like Rube Goldberg machines and all this shit. I'm really excited to see how fleshed out the vehicle construction is. Um, But that being said, let's move on from that for a moment and talk about something else. I have really high hopes that they're going to flesh out quests in Tears of the Kingdom and what I mean by that is in Breath of the Wild, quests were not super important. There was probably one or two quest lines that were actually interesting and actually were worth doing. Otherwise, the rest of the quests were essentially fetch quests. In Tears of the Kingdom, I think and I hope that they are going to make more substantial quests. We've already seen that there are tents in places that there previously weren't tents on the Breath of the Wild map. So what that leads me to believe is that there's people that are trying to rebuild the Kingdom of Hyrule in this game. And I think Link is going to help them out. It'll probably be more fetch quest kind of stuff, but I would love to see Link sort of help people build up towns and build up camps and that kind of thing, and start rebuilding Hyrule, because even though Demise is here, I think they're still going to want to start rebuilding because the true like prophecy with Calamity Ganon has been completed, and I really hope there is some sort of like proper conclusion to this game because I feel like Breath of the Wild kind of was like alright, they defeat Ganon, now it's time to rebuild, and then we're just kind of seeing that they're getting fucked over again. I hope they manage to still rebuild throughout this game. And I hope we see some new shit. So, uh, I'm really interested to see how that goes. Um, but what else do I think is a high probability? I do not think the Master Cycle will return. I think they'll go back to Horses and then have the vehicles kind of replace the Master Cycle Zero. Um, I honestly don't think we're going to see the champions again. A lot of people think the champions are going to come back in some way, shape, or form. I think the champions are done. And I think instead we're going to see different people. Maybe we'll see some sort of, like, ancestors return. Or, like, the uh, the spirit the spirit guardians or whatever they were called in the Ocarina of Time that live in the spirit realm return in some way, shape, or form. I don't think we'll see the champions again unfortunately even though they are fan favorite characters. I'd love to be wrong about that though Um, and likewise I want to believe that we are going to see some sort of a time jump from the end of Breath of the Wild to the beginning of Tears of Kingdom in order to allow us to have some differences in the layouts of settlements and things like that. I want to see stuff more built up. I want to see different Buildings, different, you know, I guess that kind of ties back into the rebuilding aspect, but I think we've seen uh, one of the villages. I want to say it was Hateno Village, and it had a slightly different layout, so hopefully that is confirmed, but we'll have to see when the gameplay reveal happens, which you guys already know, you lucky sons of bitches. Um, but anyway, what else do I have to say? Uh, gliders, we already know, are back. Amiibo functionality will be changing the glider pattern I hope there's more functionality to Amiibos than that, because I am now the proud owner of every single Breath of the Wild Amiibo. So I need to get my money's worth out of them to justify the fact that I dropped so much money on all the Breath of the Wild Amiibos. Um, (laughs) I really want to see... I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I really want to see a companion return. Uh, Best case scenario would probably be Fee at this point, because Fee, of course, is like, the thing that lives inside the Master Sword, and we already know Link's going to have to rebuild the Master Sword in some way, shape, or form. Not only because that would fit into my idea that this is sort of a retelling of Skyward Sword, but also because of the fact that we see it sort of get fucked up and destroyed, and obviously he's going to have to rebuild it. So I hope that Fee comes into play here, but even if Fee doesn't, I would love to see a traveling companion for Link again. I know that they can be annoying, but I love the extra character, the sidekick, because honestly there's always some moment in the Zelda games where the sidekick character does something that really helps us out and ends up getting, like, really, really hurt and Ling has to, like, have an emotional moment with them, or like in Twilight Princess where they go their separate ways and it's really bittersweet, I would love to see another companion character because I think they're really cool. And apparently they originally planned in Breath of the Wild for you to be able to have a wolf companion, and they kind of decided to scrap it at the very end, but supplanted all of that uh, wolf companion stuff into the Twilight Princess amiibo wolf link functionality for Breath of the Wild, where you can summon wolf link into the game and, like, he'll follow you around and be your companion, so hopefully they have some sort of companion, hopefully it's somewhat fleshed out and interesting. Um, Likewise, I hope, I hope, 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 hope that they give us some different weapons. It'd be really easy just to give us the same weapons reskinned in this game. I want to see new weapons. I want to be able to repair my weapons. And more importantly, I want to be able to collect them in a more concise and thorough way than in Breath of the Wild, where we got like four display cases and that was it because... I'll tell you what, those four display cases, I did not know what else to put in them other than the fucking cool, uh, repairable, uh, like race weapons, I guess, because there was like the Zora trident and the Gerudo sword and you know, the, the Rito bow and the, I think it was the stone crusher for the Gorons, but those were obviously the repairable weapons or you could repurchase them if they broke. And so those were the ones I had on display, but I wanted to have different cool weapons on display, but I couldn't because those were the repairable ones. And I wanted those to be on display because they looked the coolest, so please give us more storage, more display, that kind of thing. Um, What else? I don't think there's really anything else I want to say. Those are some pretty solid predictions, if I do say so myself. So, here in a minute, we will be back with part two, where either I'll be like, wow, I predicted so much, this is awesome, or my soul will be absolutely crushed. Um, But either way, folks, hopefully no delay. If they delay the game, I don't know what I will do. Um, And yeah, those are my predictions, hopes, dreams, wishes. I'll be right back after I watch this thing. (music) Wow, that was crazy, folks. All right, we're back here now. I have watched the 10-minute gameplay video and I have some thoughts. I'm going to format this segment by talking each of the four powers that were revealed today. And essentially, I'm going to give you the facts and the stuff that we saw in the gameplay video. And then I'm going to share some of my personal thoughts on how they could be used in ways that were not shown in the video. So either way, uh, let's get into it. But first and foremost, I was right. They showed off the Breath of the Wild, I mean Tears of the Kingdom, God damn it! The Tears of the Kingdom Switch OLED, I already have a friend who pre-ordered it. Uh, I really like the way it looks, not gonna lie, but I am very much under the impression that Nintendo is on the cusp of releasing a new console. It'll probably be within the next year or so, and as such, I would rather keep the Switch that I have already and kind of suck it up and then prepare for the next console instead. But that being said, they also announced uh, another product that was not leaked, which was the Tears of the Kingdom Pro Controller and the Tears of the Kingdom Switch case, and I definitely want to snag that Pro Controller, but we'll have to see. Um, Either way, in addition to that, I will definitely be getting the amiibo, because as I mentioned, I have all of the Breath of the Wild amiibos, so I might as well get started on the Tears of the Kingdom amiibos as well. For now, there's only Link, but who knows? Maybe they'll add some more down the line. Uh, But either way, all that out of the way. Let's talk about the abilities that were revealed in the gameplay trailer here. And I want to say I feel like I was partially correct on how Link's powers work. I think rather than being necessarily tech-based, I think it's more magic-based. But, that being said, it has not been confirmed, but he does in fact use his magical arm that he's obtained to cast these abilities and they are very clearly different than the runes on the Sheikah Slate uh, that we have seen in Breath of the Wild and it also seems like they are basically gutting every single Sheikah technology element out of the game and replacing it with Zonai technology. So all these new abilities are presumably Zonai abilities and likewise there are no more shrines and instead there seem to be these like egg looking things that might be the shrines. There's no more Sheikah towers, instead it's some weird looking towers that we never got to see at all in the gameplay video. And likewise, basically it seems like Guardians are gone and instead we're going to be fighting these like Zonai scouts and shit like that which are basically little robots. Or maybe they're called Zonai Constructs now that I think about it, not entirely sure. Um, either way, Link with his new hand has four different abilities and I'm going to go over them in the order that the gameplay video did, uh, starting us off with Recall. And Recall is essentially the tracer from Overwatch ability, so at any time you can cast this ability I'm still under the pretense that there's spells of some sort I don't think it's a tech thing but it might just be a Zoni tech thing and you just use your hand to cast it I'm not really sure um, but essentially uh, you activate the ability and when you do you can target an object in rewind time for that specific object and it works in a very similar way to how tracers recall does in overwatch so basically there's a slow motion reverse momentum applied to the object and slowly the time of the object is rewinded and basically it's forced back in the opposite direction from whence it came and in the gameplay video uh, Eiji Aonuma shows off this being used to essentially get to the Sky Islands by standing on top of a rock that fell from them and then recalling on them to make them flow back into the sky and you can hop off and be on the sky island. Um, They did not show this being used on enemies. They did not show this being used on objects of any sort. But my personal theory is that we are going to be able to use it on more than just the rocks. And I would think that it is very likely we'll be able to use it on enemies as well maybe with an upgrade like the stasis upgrade in Breath of the Wild. Now that I think about it though, in one of the previous trailers they did show it being used on a boulder, Uh, basically an enemy pushed a boulder down a hill and Link cast recall on it in order to send it back up the hill and out of his way essentially. so We know that it can be used on more than just the rock, but We don't know what all else it can be used on. It might just be usable on stone objects or something like that. We have no clue, but I do think it would be really cool if we could use it on enemies. I don't entirely know why that would be useful, but maybe it could be in some way, shape or form. Nintendo's probably thought of it already, but in the gameplay video, they only showed it being used on the rock to basically float up to the sky islands. And they also explain that there are many other ways to get to the Sky Islands as well, so we'll have to see what that means. I imagine there's going to be some point that's high enough where you'll be able to jump off and glide onto a lower hanging Sky Island and then climb your way up with another one of the abilities we'll talk about here. And I also assume that eventually you'll be able to just uh, create some sort of a flying machine and fly your way up uh, to the Sky Islands as well, which is something we'll get into here in a moment also. Uh, but that's the recall ability, basically one of the more uh, obscured ones, one of the ones I didn't really thoroughly explain, they just kind of used it for the one specific thing and did not mention the fact if it could be used with other things. Now next up is the shock surprise twist of this gameplay video, and that is the ability Fuse. Fuse is different than the ability that lets you build vehicles. We kind of knew to expect that Link would be able to build vehicles, but what we didn't know is Link is able to create custom weapons in this game, and this is absolutely insane. In the trailer, they show him picking up a tree branch, and then he uh, basically attaches a boulder to the tree branch and it's really funny what happens is the boulder shrinks down and then is like basically uh, punctured by the stick and then he goes around swinging that around and it's very strange but it's very cool and this was the huge shock surprise that nobody was really expecting about the game everybody figured out the car thing nobody figured out fuse And in addition to being able to fuse your weapons, you're also able to fuse your shield and you're able to fuse your arrows. And essentially, it seems like they're going to remove the ice fire bomb arrows, and instead, you're going to have to fuse different ingredients to your arrows in order to make them have those elemental effects. For example, if you wanted fire arrows, you'd have to use a fire shoe jelly, and if you wanted ice arrows, you'd have to use an ice shoe jelly, and electricity, electric shoe jelly. And I imagine there's other monster parts that also work to give those elemental effects. And likewise, there are some that just make your arrows stronger. They didn't show it off, but I'm assuming that attaching like a rock to the front of your uh, arrow will essentially make it just more powerful. Uh, They also apparently will let you attach a leaf and meat to the front of your arrow, so I'm interested to see what the raw meat arrow is going to do. Uh, Very, very fascinating stuff there. Uh, But the big thing that they showed off that we had actually seen in a previous trailer and not known that it was fusing and we thought it was just a new arrow type is the homing arrows. And the way the homing arrows works, it turns out, is essentially you use your keys, eyes and attach them to the arrow using fuse and then all of a sudden they can hone in on targets. And Eiji Aonuma even uh, made a little jab at himself about how he was not very good at aiming because of his old age. So he explained that the homing arrows were added as a way to make it easier for him, which is probably not true, but, you know, it was funny either way. Uh, the possibilities of the fuse mechanic are endless. They fused a, like, long wooden spear to a pitchfork and made, like, this absurdly long-reach weapon that Link proceeded to then use to defeat one of the robot guys, and it was so ridiculous. When he put it on his back, it was, like, two links tall And at an angle, and it was like clipping through objects, and they just did not give a single fuck. And I thought that was awesome. I'm so hyped to see what we can do with that. Uh, The combination for Fuse that I'm kind of most interested in seeing is if we can combine two swords to get, like, a double-bladed sword. Or if it'll, like, just kind of attach them end-to-end to to give you a longer-reach sword, kind of like we saw with the spear and the pitchfork. I really hope it's the double blade. I really hope it kind of gives you some different uh, some different options for your swords instead of just making them all have like longer reach when you do it. This also acts as a way to repair your weapons, which is something that I predicted before, uh, because essentially they had the almost broken tree branch attached the boulder to it, and that repaired its durability and made it sufficiently extra durable so uh, Basically repairing your gear is in the game. It works a little differently than we expected, but it is in the game Something I was curious about and I wanted to see tried out in the game Was if you're able to attach weapons to your shield because in the gameplay video Aonuma attaches a new type of mushroom that basically is a smoke bomb to the front of his shield so when the enemy hits his shield when he blocks it creates a smoke cloud and he's able to sneak around and sneak attack I'm so curious though because they make it very clear that you can't fuse your sword and your shield while they're both equipped but I wonder if you drop your shield if you can fuse it to your sword or if you drop your sword if you can fuse it to your shield interesting stuff it'd be neat to see a a sword attached to a shield or be able to turn a shield uh, sword into a like a blunt weapon by attaching a shield to it and just bashing people with it uh, they also showed an enemy with a fused weapon which was basically a big wooden paddle um and it blew link around and they actually used that to show that link can fall off the sky islands which is their official name by the way and end up back on the ground below which was uh really really interesting but Uh, That's sort of the general idea with Fuse. This one is by far one of the biggest mechanics in the game in terms of possibilities that we have so far. And honestly, I haven't had enough time to rack my brain about it and think about all the crazy different combinations. But I think it'd be neat to, like, fuse a pot to a sword and then bash people over the head with it. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, And the next ability we have to talk about is the Ultra Hand and epic old-school Nintendo reference aside Ultra Hand is probably the most interesting ability being added into Tears of the Kingdom so Ultra Hand is essentially a reference to this old Nintendo toy back when Nintendo used to be exclusively a toy company and this toy was made by Gunpei Yokoi, the guy most famous for creating the concept for the Game Boy, if I recall correctly, and essentially the Ultra Hand was an extendo-reach, like, grab-claw kind of toy, and basically you had to pick up these little balls and put them on a pedestal, and that's sort of what the Ultra Hand was, and they've paid an homage to that and an homage to Gunpei Yokoi uh, by including that as the name for this Uh, vehicle construction ability that Link has. And when you use Ultra Hand it's essentially like Magnesis control but over any object, and it allows you to hold two objects next to each other and essentially stick them together with glue. And in the gameplay video we see them build a raft where they basically take three logs and glue them together and slap two nearby propellers that were lying on the ground. And then essentially to activate anything you have attached to your vehicle you just smack it with your sword and that starts the process of it being activated and the battery starting to drain. Which is interesting because we did not see it in the gameplay trailer but we know that there is also um, like a steering wheel you can attach to the base of your machines to have more direct control Control Um, and also, presumably, there are batteries that extend the energy of your vehicle by quite a bit. So, we have a lot of obscurity yet about Ultra Hand. I'm really excited to see what we learned about it, or what we will learn about it, I should say. And in addition to that, I have some ideas to throw out. So, they showed a raft. They showed a flying vehicle where basically they recreated the uh, like old raft from Breath of the Wild* by attaching the sail to a wooden base and then put it, propellers on the corners of the raft to make it float, which was interesting. Um, I want to know: can we attach boulders to these machines? Because I think it'd be neat to have either like a boulder wheel like, four boulders for wheels and just have a big machine and drive it around and run bad guys over to kill them, or, like, just have boulders that we could like, attach and disattach to be used as, like, uh, big droppable projectiles or big throw throwable projectiles. What if we could make catapults? That would be really cool, even though it's an inferior siege engine. Um, also, somebody on Reddit pointed out that we could probably make flying machines and then have uh, explosive barrels attached to the bottom of them and like basically do bomb runs on enemy camps and stuff like that, that's probably got to be in the game based off the fact that we can make hovercrafts and explosive barrels exist. So I'm excited to see what we can do with that. Um, Should be really, really cool. But it's super intuitive. It's basically exactly what I thought it was going to be. So you hold two objects close together, And there's basically snap points which are indicated by these little dots and the glue like having like a small stringy attachment and then when you get it close and release it, it makes a big attachment. Um, You'll have to look up the gameplay video because it's kind of hard to explain but essentially it's very free. But not as free as it would be if we were just entering like a vehicle editor, which I really did not think it was going to be a vehicle editor. It's a lot more on the fly, a lot more slapped together, a vehicle quick, and then you know get to your destination kind of thing. But I'm for it. It looks really, really awesome, and there are lots of possibilities. And not only that, but I mentioned in my predictions category that I wanted to see, uh, I wanted to see High Rules start to get rebuilt. And it seems that a lot of the vehicle parts that you're going to be scout scavenging, scavenging, s- salvaging—that's—I mixed up those two words, scavenging—are actually going to be from citizens of Hyrule that are trying to rebuild. Because there's these weird-looking like material stockpile areas where presumably people are able to go and get supplies to help rebuild buildings and stuff like that and a lot of the parts that were seen in those areas in the trailers before to uh, were being used for the cars in the trailers before. So like basically in this gameplay video, we saw a stockpile with like a bunch of wood planks and stuff, and a lot of those wood planks were recognizable as parts used in the car in the previous trailer. So there's some very obvious connections there. I'm hoping and praying that they let us use the Ultra Hand to help out citizens building houses. How cool would that be if we could pick up walls and assemble houses for people to live in? That would be really, really neat, and I'm a huge fan of that. And I hope that Terrytown exists still in the game and the brothers are still uh, helping rebuild and they can have Link help them with the Ultra Hand and all that. Um, but yeah, that's Ultrahand. Ultrahand has so many possibilities, and there's so much stuff that we're going to be able to do. And they really just showed us the most basic bare-bones shit. So we'll have to see where Ultrahand takes us. I can't really give a lot of proper ideas yet because there's just so much on my mind, and I can't formulate any proper ideas for vehicles in my head because there's so many possibilities. So I'm going to have to leave it at that for now. And we'll finish up with the last ability, which has kind of been a divisive one from what I've seen. And it's essentially called Ascend. Essentially. Ha! Get it? Um, And Ascend basically is a way for you to skip having to climb up a very large surface. And what I mean by that is they, in fact, confirmed that caves are in the game. And they even have a little mini-map icon along with a cleared or uncleared mark. And essentially what you can do, right, is you can enter the cave, use Ascend on the ceiling of the cave, and it'll take you to the very top of the cliff that the cave is baked into the side of. And I think this is really, really cool. A lot of people are not a fan because it's going to essentially defeat the purpose of stamina in many ways because now there's just a flat out better way to climb um, which doesn't use any stamina and it's a lot quicker but due to the fact that the one of the core themes of tears of the kingdom so far seems to be that traversal being so strong i am a huge fan and i think that the less time we spend doing the boring old climbing and instead doing the far more interesting machine building, the better. If you're a less creative person, that might not be the case for you, but I'll be interested to hear what you guys think about that change because it is a pretty big one. Um, And in the, I almost called it a trailer, in the gameplay video, they only really showed it being used in a couple places like a cave and in a small building. But my immediate thought was, oh, they're going to let you use this to climb those new towers almost instantly. Um, and some questions I had included the fact that I'm curious how high is too high for the Ascend feature, because I'm thinking of like dueling peaks and how like the peaks jut out over the road, and you can kind of be underneath one of the peaks without being on top of the mountain, because it's kind of like carved out. I wonder if that's going to be too high or if you're going to be able to shoot up into the uh, top of Dueling Peaks that way or any other way, so I'm really interested to see how that goes. But Ascend is probably one of the more boring ones, but I feel like it was kind of a necessity because they needed a quick way for you to be able to shoot yourself up to the Sky Islands. And Recall, you have to wait for the rock to lift you up. Whereas Ascend, if you find a low enough sky island to the ground, presumably you could just shoot yourself up into the sky island, which I think we saw in one of the previous trailers. So um, we'll have to see how that goes. I made a prediction, a bad prediction, in my predictions section of this podcast where I said that the green spirals would be your way to essentially uh, get up to the Sky Islands. And I've kind of changed my mind on that. I think those are more the Shrine replacements. And instead, it seems like you're going to be using Recall and Ascend in order to get up to the Sky Islands before you get your vehicles, of course. They didn't show off anything with that cool eagle glider that Link has in the trailer either. Um, I really want to know what's up with that. Maybe it's just a vehicle part and he's just sliding down or. Uh, gliding down from the sky islands on it we'll have to see um but what else i think i've kind of rambled on for long enough and i need to formulate more thoughts before i talk about this game anymore but um overall my predictions were pretty strong and some of the ones that i did not think were going to get proved true ended up getting proved true so that's great to see um overall, my hype level has been absolutely dominated, and I am now about 800% hyped. What else? Story was basically not shown off at all, as I should have expected because it was a gameplay reveal. Um, but I think that some of my ideas still stand. We'll have to see if that's the case or not. What else? I think that really does it there's a lot more i could get into but i want to cap it off there before i ramble and i start to become incoherent uh because i think that the ideas i've thrown out now are some of my more better ones and some of the opinions i have now are some of my more accurately possible ones so i'm gonna leave it there but either way folks thank you for listening to this episode of bonus points which is long enough to be a switched podcast in of itself um but either way, I'll talk to you folks later. Go watch the 10 minute Tears of the Kingdom gameplay video and let me know what you think. Bye bye.